0: You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. In 1987, I was sitting in a worship center, much like this one, on a Sunday night in Moore, Oklahoma. We had a guest speaker that night. And this speaker, was, uh, I was excited to hear him because I felt like he had a story to tell. You see, this pastor had been uh, the pastor of a fast, really growing church in Oklahoma City. But he had to step down from ministry because he had a moral failure. He had an affair with his assistant. But he submitted himself to a, a process of restoration. And after several years, the restoration team felt he could begin to speak in churches again. And he was coming to our church to tell his story. That Sunday night, as he was telling his story, he made a statement that just reverberated in my spirit, in my heart, and I've never forgotten it. And then probably I think about it and pray through it every week of my life. He said this, sin will take you farther than you ever intended to go It will keep you longer than you ever intended to stay. And it will cost you more than you ever intended to pay. Let's let that sink in just for a moment. You see, all of us, like this pastor, this pastor found himself in what we would call a time of life where he was experiencing reckless indulgence, instead of self-control. But every one of us in this room, every one at Lake County, every one online, we've all experienced seasons of reckless indulgence. Am I right? Whether externally or internally in our thoughts and our emotions, we've all experienced that. And we've all experienced sin and and got in sin that's taken us farther than we ever intended to go, kept us longer than we ever intended to stay. And it's cost us more than we ever intended to pay. But Christ died to set us free from sin. Amen? <laughs> what a great, what a good news. And his spirit lives inside of us, and he produces these fruit. The last of the nine is, is the fruit of self-control. And today we want to talk about the fruit of self-control instead of reckless indulgence. Let's pray together. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, would you uh, just speak to our hearts today? Would you begin to develop in every one of us the fruit of self-control? Thank you that you love us. And Jesus, you died to, to rescue us from sin, to rescue us from the devil, to rescue us from death so that we can have life and have it abundantly. So we praise you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Hey, the foundational passage for this entire series, Analog Christian, is found in Galatians chapter 5. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Who produces it? Yeah, we don't. He does. If you're a follower of Christ today, the good news is the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Turn to someone and say, hey, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So he produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Now, Pastor J. Kim, in his book, Analog Christian, says that self-control is a set of boundaries that actually frees us. Say frees us. Come on. Frees us. Specifically, it frees followers of Jesus from the paralyzing power of our deceitful hearts, which so often lead us down the path of reckless indulgence. Now, the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament said that the heart of all humans is deceitful. Who can know it? Would you agree with that statement? Let's be honest. Come on my heart is deceitful. How about yours? Yeah, it is. And so self-control actually sets us free. There was an experiment done with two groups of kids. One group of kids uh, got a playground with no boundaries. It was endless. And the result of that playground was those kids were anxious, they were fearful, and they didn't let loose and just play with joy like kids normally do. The other group was put in a, a set boundary with clear boundaries that were, they were safe within those boundaries. And they played to their heart's content. They experienced freedom. Now the devil comes and he lies to us and says, hey, you don't want self-control. You want to move into reckless indulgence and just do whatever you want. But Jesus says, no, that's actually bondage. I have come to set you free, and I want through my Spirit to produce self-control in you so that you can actually live in freedom. How many of you want to live in freedom? Then it requires us to be Spirit-led and allow Him to produce self-control in our lives. So how does He do this? How do we live with self-control and through the Spirit? First of all, number one, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we've all heard that before and we know that, but it's, it's an actual command. It's an emphatic command that the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes, be filled with the, with the Holy Spirit. Now this is what it, it says in Ephesians 5, 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You even see self-control in this first part. So if, if you're going to drink, what? Have self-control and don't get drunk. Because if you do, it will ruin your life. Now, the answer is, don't even worry about that. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this passage right here, be filled with the Holy Spirit, is grammatically super powerful for us. The first thing we understand is that Paul's making an emphatic command. It's not a suggestion. It's not if you feel like you want this today. It's not if oh, I think I want a better life. I'm going to um, ask the Holy Spirit to fill me. No, it's an emphatic command for every follower of Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Secondly, it's in the present tense which means that it's not a one-time feeling, but we are to be being Filled with the Holy Spirit. So you can't go by and say, hey, I, you know, I got filled with the Holy Spirit in 2015. I'm good. Yeah, how was that during COVID, huh? You can't say, hey, I got filled with the Holy Spirit yesterday. I'm good. You see, we as Christians tend to leak the Holy Spirit and His filling. He never leaves us. Isn't that great news? But we take back control slowly. You ever done that? Anyone else have that problem like me? I'm really good at that. You know, the problem with living sacrifices is they crawl off the altar. (laughs) But we've been called to be a living sacrifice. And so we're to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So what does this look like in our life? It means in every moment when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should do as a follower of Jesus Christ is Holy Spirit, fill me. What are you saying you're saying take control of my mind my will and my emotions be in charge of my life before you talk to your spouse holy spirit fill me it will go better i promise you it will go better before you talk with your teenager holy spirit fill me because they may throw some spirit at you like, whoa, what is going on here? Whose house you think you're living in? And uh, you want to react to that. But Holy Spirit, fill me. You see, there's something about being filled with the Spirit, which means this. I do not ever have to take up an offense from anyone because the Holy Spirit's in control. I only take up an offense when I am in control. If my wife gives me some kind of tone, which she rarely does, I'm the tone person. I don't have to be offended. If I'm under the control of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? When you when you get in your car and you and you pull out of that driveway into crazy Orlando traffic, Holy Spirit fill me. Mm. I have the privilege at Faith Promise Church in Knoxville, Tennessee to lead about 14 staff members. And I I meet with them all one on one every month. And then I meet with them as a group twice a month. You know what I do when I walk in those meetings? Holy Spirit, fill me. Because here's what I've learned if I lead the meeting, it doesn't go well. (laughs) They're not encouraged, they're not inspired, they're not motivated. They're not drawing closer to Christ because I'm leading it. But if the Holy Spirit in me is leading that meeting, you know what happens? Even he controls not only my tongue and I say the right things. He also controls my face because sometimes my face betrays me and it shows what I'm thinking on the inside. You know what I'm talking about? You ever experienced that? Probably none of you. The Holy Spirit, we need him. When you go meet with your boss, Holy Spirit, fill me. Yeah, we need that. We really do. And so it's, it's we're to be being filled constantly. And, and, and to start out with this, I'm going to be honest with you. If you've never done this, you may have to ask the Holy Spirit many times all day long. Just fill me. Fill me. If you read through the book of Acts. Remember, the book of Acts was a whole brand new thing for these followers of Christ. It was a brand new. The church was born. On on, on chapter after chapter, it will say, and filled with the Spirit, they did this. And filled with the Spirit, they did this. And filled with the Spirit, they responded this way. That's how we're to live the Christian life. So number one, be filled with the Spirit. But notice this. It's also, this command is in the passive voice, which means it's not something we do for ourselves. But it's something that God does for us. We can't fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit, but we can humble ourselves enough to say, Holy Spirit, fill me. And let me tell you, when you ask Him, He will do it. He's faithful, He always will answer that prayer. He really will. He loves to answer that prayer. So if we're going to live in self-control instead of reckless indulgence, the first step is we've got to be being filled constantly with Holy Spirit. Amen? Number two, we've got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the Holy Spirit wants to take the living word of God and speak to you directly? If we will slow down enough in the word of God and not just try to get through our reading plan, he will speak to us. The only way we'll ever understand this book, which is alive and truth for our lives and how to live, is through the Holy Spirit. Jesus thought it was so important that he said to his followers who wanted him, they wanted him to stay. They were sad that he was going to leave and go to heaven. He says, it's imperative for you that I go to heaven. It's better for you that I go to heaven because if I go to heaven, I'm gonna ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is gonna come and he's gonna live inside of you. Now that he's living inside of us and we're asking him to fill us, to be in control, we must cooperate with him. So we ask questions like this. Lord, is there anything in my daily routines and rhythms that you want to change? Why would we do that? Well, look at this verse in Ephesians four twenty three. It says, instead, let, just, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Ooh, do we ever need that? Hmm. Just every now and then. Put on your new nature. Created to be like God. Truly righteous and holy. That's who we are in Christ. Put it on. But he must renew our thoughts and our attitudes. So I'll ask the Holy Spirit something like, hey, is there anything in my rhythms of life, my, my habits of life that you want to change? Now, I came across this in that book um, by, by Pastor Jay Kim, and this shocked me. It really hurt kind of be honest. I want you to see this. It's going to hurt you, too. It's like, we're looking in the mirror right now. It says the average. This is just the average. Smartphone users. Any smartphone users in here? Yeah, yeah. A few of you. The rest of your line, OK? <laughs> Touches their phone, 2617 times a day for a total of 145 minutes. That's just the average. I bet we've got some above-average people here today <laughs> listening online while the heavy user touches their phone 5,427 times a day for a total of 225 minutes. At the end of the 8.30 service this morning, my weekly report from my phone usage popped up on my watch. Praise the Lord, I was down 5%. (laughs) But I was still above average. (laughs) See what's happening in our lives. We're scrolling, we're looking. Are we willing to submit our daily routines and rhythms and habits to the Holy Spirit? Just ask him. I promise he will speak to you. Ask him what he would have you do. I asked him, at the end of 2022, I said, "Holy Spirit, are there some things you want to change in my daily rhythms?" Now, he's going to answer that. The question is, am I going to cooperate with him? You know what he asked me to do? I'm not making this up. This is clear as could be. He asked me, I want you to do a social media fast. I was only on Instagram and Twitter, but a lot of those minutes were on Instagram and Twitter. I want you to do a social media fast. I said, well, how long? He says, I'll I'll let you know. Hmm. Don't you love opening and stuff? Hmm. All right, I'll let my family know. If they're posting a the picture they want me to see, they need to text it to me. <laughs> and I went on social media fast. You know that, that fast lasted for six months? It took six months to get that habit out of my life. It took six months for the Holy Spirit to begin to build some self-control back into me. So that I was not moving towards reckless indulgence. Are you willing to ask the Holy Spirit and cooperate with Him about your daily rhythms? Your habits? Maybe He will say to you, I want you to put some time limits on your phone. I only want you to pick it up and do stuff on it unless I get a, get a call at these times. One of the things I know he showed me this week, and I, I'm going to do it as soon as I get home. I have a, phone charger, a charger that charges my phone, my watch, and my AirPods at the same time. It's right next to my, it's at the, the little stand beside our bed. He showed me this week, hey, you need to move that to another room. That's not for you. That's what he showed me. So don't take what he showed me. You ask him, hey, what do you want me to do, Lord. I want to live with self-control, so I'm going to submit my life to you. What do you want to do? So he showed me, hey, put that in the closet. So that the first thing you do in the morning is talk to me and not grab that phone. That's what he showed me. Now, the question is, when I get home tonight about midnight, will I cooperate with him? So, if we're going to walk in self-control instead of reckless indulgence, we must be filled with the Spirit. Be constantly being filled. Amen. We must cooperate with the Holy Spirit. But number three, we must trust the Holy Spirit. We must trust Him. Love this verse, Ephesians four thirty. Unfortunately, I've been on the wrong side of this verse too many times. It says, "And do not bring sorrow." To God's Holy Spirit. Your version may say, do not grieve him. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you what? Live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. According to Ephesians 1, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's a guarantee of your inheritance in Christ. That's good news, isn't it? But let's not grieve him. And can, can I just be as honest? As can be there are times when I want to be in control and he speaks to me through the word or through my spirit and I just deliberately take a step over here towards reckless indulgence and I grieve him. When that happens, the first conviction I get, by the way, the spirit of God never brings guilt. If you're experiencing guilt, that's from Satan. The Spirit of God brings conviction, which always leads to life. Guilt leads to death. Conviction leads to life. And so he brings conviction. The first thing he convicts me of, hey, you're abusing the grace and mercy of God. The second thing he convicts me of, you just grieved me who lives inside of you. You just made me sorrowful. And so in those moments, I got to, Lord, forgive me immediately for for abusing your grace. Forgive me, Holy Spirit, for, for grieving you, for making you sorrowful by the way I'm living right now, by my choice, by not cooperating with you, by not trusting you. You see, if I trust him, I'm going to obey him in the moment. And if I continually choose not to obey him, then I'm saying I don't trust you, Holy Spirit. I believe I know what's best for my life. But he says, I want to lead you into life, and your choices are going to lead you into bondage and reckless indulgence. Will you trust me, Kyle? If you will trust me, I will set you free. We've got to trust him. The first way we have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and many of you have done that in this room, in that Lake County and online, is that the Holy Spirit draws us to God. We don't come to God on our own. We come to God because he says, hey, you need a relationship with God, and Jesus died to make that possible Come and accept him. Come and surrender your life to him and he will give you a relationship through Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus. And you know, you're here today, you're in Lake County, you're online, the Spirit of God is telling you you need a relationship with God today. It's conviction. The question is, will you cooperate with him today? Will you trust him? But I'm gonna ask us all to Stand. If you feel comfortable, will you just put your hands in a place to receive and just close your eyes? If you've been living in some area of your life in some reckless indulgence instead of self-control, would you confess that right now? Just confess it. 1 John 1.9 says if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Will you thank God right now for the forgiveness of your reckless indulgence, your sin? Thank him. Come on, give him praise. Thank him. Yes. Mm. Mm. Follower of Christ, would you right now invite the Holy Spirit to feel you. Just ask him. Will you commit today, telling me I'm committing Holy Spirit to cooperate with you. Whatever you say to me through the word or through to my spirit, I will cooperate with you. And would you declare right now from your spirit to the Holy Spirit, I trust you. Whatever you ask, the answer is yes. I put my yes on the table today. I put it on the altar. Whatever you ask, the answer is yes. Tell him. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your love. Now you want us to live free in you. Thank you for paying the price, Jesus, so we can have forgiveness of sins, be set free from the bondage of sin. I pray right now in this room and at Lake County and online, through the power of the Holy Spirit, You would move us out of selfish indulgence into the fruit of self-control, Holy Spirit. We say yes to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Geordie Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.